Hello, hello. Good morning, folks. Morning, team. Good to see you. I hope you're all awesome and well. can see a few of you online this morning. Thanks for joining me. Good to see you. A few of the early birds. Alexis, good morning. David, how are you, mate? Tim, good to see you. Luke is there too. We've got Bryce. We've got Alison. Good morning, Sharon. Uh, great to have you all on this morning. Give us a shout out if you're in the house this morning. A few people behind the veil, behind the private Facebook group veil. Good morning to you, Adrian and Alex. All in the house. Hey, I hope you're all well. Wonderful Wednesday, 8th of March. We're cracking along, aren't we? The year's underway. And, uh, you know, things are playing out as expected when it comes to the world of property investing. We've chatted about it once or twice as we've gone along. But today I thought we might talk about a few things about the idea of having positive cash flow real estate. And <clears throat> well, I think that is going to be a reasonable reality within a short period of time. Let me know in the chat, who would like the idea, who would like the reality of buying a brand new property and having a positive cash flow from day one? Anyone like that idea? Give me a yes in the chat or a hell yeah or a whatever you want to say in the chat. The idea of properties paying for themselves is something that we all like the idea of, don't we? We like the idea that a property should take care of itself when it comes to our cash flow. Um, and often when it comes to that type of cash flow, we look often further afield. There's some things, there's some things that we do or because real estate is, um, you know, let's say a little bit popular, Often, as property investors, we consider some things to speed up our cash flow uh, in times of maybe higher interest rates. So tell me, right now, before I get cracking this morning, everything's warming up. Good to see a few of you on, which is awesome. Tell me, what are the one to three things that we consider? Um, and we don't have to go the exhaustive length, but what are the, so let's say, Two things that people consider when it comes to improving their cash flow when it comes to their real estate. Two really simple things uh, other than, you know, lots of other more complicated things. The two things are, let me know in the chat what you think they might be. Two straightforward things. One is the location where we buy them. I'll, I'll tell you that. we The type or location of property often uh, refinance helps rents up Definitely, but from a from the starting point, team, you know, often people will uh, buy something in, let's say, a regional town or a, you know, let's say, a location which is further from the the A plus grade infrastructure, right? Uh, or, yep, Airbnb, Renault, Granny Flat. You're dead right, Tim. There's some add value where they might, you know, often uh, at the moment quite popular the Airbnb. Okay, so the Short-term letting. And and all of those have their pros and their cons, but it'd be kind of nice, wouldn't it, if you just had a regular everyday property and it just paid for itself and you didn't have to worry too thing, too much um, as you go. Um, nice. Nice, Luke. Got some cash flow coming in. 
it's always a little bit of a drain sometimes when um, yeah, when when you get some developments going and you've got to pay for them before they earn your money. But that's great to hear. Good stuff, Luke. So I'm going to talk about that today. That's kind of what we're going to get up to today. But um, the biggest cost and the thing that's on everybody's lips at the moment or mind at the moment is interest rates, right? What's the biggest the biggest cost movement, the biggest effect on our properties or our cash flow is the cost of our interest rates, folks, isn't it? Um, I'll move that up there. The cost of our interest rates, and already, which is very interesting right now, um, there's conversations about those interest rates very soon um, starting to retract. But have a look at this. This has put this in perspective. Uh, check this out. In 1990, in 1990, here's an ad from the newspaper. Um, 1990, um, uh, base rate, so effective, the 24th of the 9th, 1990. The good old home loan interest rate was. Drum roll, please. I think I've got a drum roll here. I don't know if it works. Let's see. Oh, not not that one. Check this out. Ready? What's the what's the what's the interest rate? There we go. Seventeen percent. Crazy. Crazy. Well, not so crazy if you lived in those times, right, folks? Uh, well, we all. Well, I did. I lived in that time, but I wasn't buying property. <laughs> How old were you? How old were you when uh, when the interest rates were seventeen? What was I in 1990? 1990, I think I was 17. 17, anyway, there you go. So, you know, putting it in perspective, interest rates at the moment between 5 and 6%, certainly palatable. Um, what's the challenge for many of us, though? Um, yep, Sonia did. Um, what's the challenge for many of us, though? Um, that, number one, some of... Some people who have got their have had their first mortgage, uh, their first mortgage ever, you know, came into the market, paid a quite a high price, probably a bit more than they should have for a house or an apartment or whatever, you know, got a loan at two percent, and now their interest rate's going to be five or six percent. Now that's going to be a shock to the system for sure, for sure. For many of us, where able to, as property investors, offset that cost with our rents, right? We're going to talk about that today. So, But check this out. This is from Bill Evans. This is from the Westpac Bank. So Bill Evans. So Bill Evans is not too bad. He, he's got interest rate stuff right a few times. Bill Evans is already calling it that he thinks the cash rate. Now, this is not interest rate, by the way. This is the cash rate. And this is a bit misleading sometimes when they sort of say interest rate. So usually there's like 2% on top of that, right, folks? There's usually a margin on top of the cash rate, about 2%. Um, so what um, what he's saying is he reckons the cash rate's going to go to 4.1. Yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday, the RBA put the cash rate up another 25 points. We knew that was going to come. You guys, we've talked about this a few times. So it went up 25 points. Um, but the big call is, look at this, the big call, the big call is that the RBA or the call is the RBA is going to drop those rates by September 25. Let's say that that's the case. And this is where I want to talk to you about today 
So if we're here, this is where we are. Now, do we sit around and wait? Do we sit around and wait? Tell me in the chat. We're just going to wait. We're just going to wait two years to see what happens. Right now, if you're sitting there as an investor and you're kind of like, all right, maybe I'll just check it out and find out what's going to go on. I'm telling I'm going to tell you today exactly what's going to happen because we can see some of the information in the data. What's going to happen? Two things are going to happen over the next two years, folks. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. If you're sitting around and waiting, um, and you think, all right, I'll wait till um yeah, if you don't mind paying more, <laughs> exactly. And the cost of waiting is going to be a pretty rude shock, ladies and gents, let me tell you. So let's have a look. Why is into the future it's going to cost you more, right? When everyone's saying, oh, you know, if the if the mortgage cliff comes along, you might nick a bargain. Well, you might nick a bargain, but there is not going to be enough. There's not going to be enough properties out there for us all to nick a bargain. All right, so let's have a look at this. Property price correction could be over in months already. Even when the interest rates are still, let's say, at some of the highest rates we've had in a long time, the change in property value direction, we've had some um, adjustments of, of about 5% in the property market across the country. And, you know, there's these small adjustments in property prices. So what's that? It That's the month-to-month property price adjustment direction. You know, is it going up? Asking prices are going down. We've talked about that and we'll look at that in a minute. But that is slowing or stopped or going back up. So, so tell me, right now we've got high interest rates. We've got high interest rates. And already, ladies and gents, the data is showing values either slowing, value growth, slowing down to negative, going to neutral, and some places going up in value already with high interest rates, okay? Now, waiting two years to see if you can get a bargain, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that that's going to be applicable. What are some of the things that are going on? Well, we've seen inflation go down a little bit. That's why the bank, Bill Evans, is talking about, hey, we think that uh, the RBA will start to drop interest rates later in 2024 um, uh, and into 2025, all right? And uh, Sharon is on it, all right? I'm going to talk to you about the date today. So we've also talked about supply. We've got the worst construction supply we've ever seen in Australia's history. Construction loans are at a 15-year low. We already have a shortfall of 163,000 dwellings being predicted into the future as of today that we can't possibly catch up on. Um, especially when we need people to come into the country to do some work. So for me, for you, let's not sit around and wait and miss out, all right? And I want to talk to you about the idea. If you're worried about, let's say, the interest rates going up and you want to wait 
let's say it goes from here to so 3% to 4% back to 2%. All right. Um, that's the cash rate, by the way. And then let's put the interest rate on top of that. Let's say 5, 6, and then 4. Let's just call it that. What can we do as investors if we're worried about this? And Sharon jumped onto it right there. Let's say this is today. Well, if you use the off the plan strategy and you did a two-year off the plan, this is 2023, 2023. This is 2025. Let's use the two-year off the plan strategy. What do you think might happen? Um, and there's pros and cons to off the plan for sure, but let's just talk this through. What do you think might happen um, over the two years? All right. Does anybody think that we're going to improve? So tell me right now, who thinks within two years that we will improve our construction shortfall? Who thinks we're going to have an oversupply? What What are the things that are going to go up, by the way? Tell me in the chat right now, what are the things that are going to go up significantly that will affect property prices um, in a positive way or a negative way if you're on the wrong side of it? Tell me in the chat. These are the things that are going to go up in this period of time. There's our off the plan two year. These are the things that are going to go up. Put that in the chat for me. What is going to go up significantly over the next two years um, that's going to affect the – yes. Now, I think property values will um, – yep, materials – well, there you go. The rents are going to go up. The population is going to go up. All right, the population up, folks. Population up. Rents up, population up, material and labor, right, up. And I think by default, the values will have a small up, not as big as those other ones. Now, what's going to go down? What's going to go down, get worse, but it getting worse actually works in our favor as property investors. What's going to go down? Tell me that one in the chat, team. Tell me right now in the chat what's going to go down. Well, supply is going to go down. So construction, so new supply is going down. What also, what also is going down, folks? Um, existing supply. So existing properties being released, like existing owners selling their properties, uh, is going to go down. So new supply is going to go down. Existing supply is going to go down. Continue to go down. Okay, um, as we roll into this and vacancy rate is going to also go down. Have a look at this. Check this out. I'm going to show you something. Look at this. This is our national vacancy rate right now. Uh, national vacancy rate right now. Check this out. 1%, 1% around the, the whole country. But have a look at this. Let's go and have a look at, City by city. Let's go have a look at Canberra. All right. Canberra's got a little uh, a little bit of a run, but still, folks, 1.6% is like insane vacancy, low, low vacancy. Um, but it's not as low as other places, right? When you go, oh, in comparison. Now, Sydney, 1.3, still low, real low. All right. Uh, I'm not going to skip Darwin because I don't really care about Darwin. <laughs> look at Brisbane. Unreal. Like 
0.8 of a percent vacancy rate right now. Folks, unbelievable, unbelievable. All right, let's keep going. Let's have a look at Adelaide, Hobart, Perth. Like, let's let's do this. Tell me, what do you think the vacancy rates are in those places? Look, Melbourne, 1.2 down, and it's having a massive down, all right, massive decrease in vacancy. Let's have a look at Adelaide. Check out Adelaide. Insane. It's, it's insane, 0.05, like lowest ever in Adelaide. Um, Hobart is even worse. I still don't understand Hobart. I never have been able to understand Hobart, but, you know, it seems that it might be Melbourne's retirement playground or something, someone with money. There's no jobs there. No one's earning any money there. I just don't know how the property prices keep going up. Maybe I should look into it. Let's have a look at Perth. Look at Perth. 0.4. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Folks, I'm telling you, telling you, this is not going to be fixed anytime soon. It's not going to be fixed anytime soon. So if for us, if we want a positive cash flow property, if we want to land um, a positive cash flow property on day one, a cool strategy that we use often is off the plan. Off the plan works a treat. You could buy a property today, and I've got some numbers here. I, I won't do them today. Buy a property today, and imagine this: if the rent's six fifty, and in two years' time the rent goes to seven fifty, if today's interest rate is five point five, but the interest rate goes down in two years' time to four point five. That's how it's going to work. Team, your rents are going to go up while you're on the off the plan and your interest rates are going to go down off the plan and there you're going to have a positive cash flow gap. Let me do that again. So your rents today, $650 and in two years' time, I think it'll be more than $750, but let's just do that. And let's say your interest rate is 5.5 today and let's say in two years' time it's going to be 4.5 right? And now it was negative here and now it's going to be positive there. Is everyone seeing what what I'm talking about? So if you don't want to, if you want to control and own the real estate, but not experience the negative for the moment, because every property goes up and down with the market, especially when it comes to your cash flow, because you don't control the interest rates, if you can miss out on that issue, off the plan is a great way to do that and you can just skip over there. And on day one, if you buy the right property in the right spot, happy days, happy days. There you go. Did that make sense? Did that make sense? Because I can tell you right now, it's not going to get cheaper in two years, to waiting two years. I just don't see how it can unless there's another disaster that, you know, no one can predict. Um, there's just not going to be enough properties, folks, produced. And the moment, the moment those interest rates adjust a little, and they will, the market will be back on like Donkey Kong. And if you wait like that, in an instant, you will miss out on or you will pay fifty to to $100,000 more in two years' time than you will today, all right? 
because the average person right now is worried about the interest rates and fair cop, fair cop. But can you have a strategy around managing that for you as an investor? The answer is yes, if you know what you're up to. Anyway, there you go. There you go. Yeah, well, it must be an acquired taste, Alison. It's a certain style. I mean, Tasmania is beautiful, absolutely lovely, amazing place. I love visiting. I just, it's, I think it's just one of those places where it's like a full lifestyle commitment and there's no supply down there. hasn't been for decades. No one's building down there. There's no profit in building. Um, anyway, there you go. All right, folks, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Thanks for joining me today. You want a positive cash flow property? I reckon you could land one pretty easily. Do your research. Do your due diligence, obviously. Do some math. Do some numbers. But I can tell you right now, it it uh, if you're entering the world of investing, entertain those concepts, those ideas. All right, folks, that's it. I'm done. Join me tomorrow for another chat if you want to. Uh, Ten past eight, usually. So make sure you come along. Be cool to hang out and uh, see what's doing. Um, <laughs> too many Tasmanians, Chris. There you go. Maybe, maybe, you never know. You never know. All right, folks, that's it from me. You guys be awesome. Be well. Thanks for joining and uh, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.